Hello, I'm Megan. And I'm Dana. And welcome back to Scary Stories to Tell Your Sister. Season 2! Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> That's what I've had stuck in my head all day. <laughs> Literally. I it's been such a weird thing being like, we're gonna record today. We're gonna record today. We're recording today. It's just like I mean, I was trying to find like a balance type thing and be like, oh, we'll take some time off and then I'll research a bunch. And then I'll be prepared ahead of time. Totally. I felt the same way. And for some reason, I think time really did fly by. It did. Like, I don't know where time goes. I don't, time is just not, it's not real. So yeah, we are in August already. Right? Yeah. And then Um, I actually, I got to visit you. You did. A month ago. You did a month ago. Again, a month ago, I think like today, I think you were here. Mm -hmm. Um. And it was nice. That was really nice visiting and seeing you in the person. But it's been weird not seeing you on the screen like this. I know. We, we and recorded like by like weekly, at least one, at least one, if not two episodes. And now and then it was like, bye. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I would actually miss this. And then yeah. as we were getting on, I got like those butterflies, like, oh my God, I'm so excited to get started. Exactly. So scary stories, hear scary stories, and just yeah. yeah. So how have you been since I've last seen you or basically since the listeners have last heard you? It was crazy since we, since I went to see you from the moment I left to go see you, it was crazy town until, I mean, even after I got back for a couple of weeks, it was bonkers. I don't know. has, Has it settled down yet for you? It has, thank God. Okay. It really has. So it settled down quite a bit. All three cats had sicknesses or injuries, and it was just three cats with issues. And nobody was feeling well. At one point, I wasn't feeling well. So it was just a mess. But, you know, we got through it, and things are a lot better and it's been sunny and beautiful, you know, hot as hell, but beautiful. And I'm so happy. I feel really happy right now. And I feel good. How about I'm you? Happy. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, work, a lot of work stuff here. We went to, so right before you came to visit, I think before we, I think we went to New York before we finished recording. And then mm-hmm. right before you came to visit, we went to Vermont, which was really nice. Love Vermont. And then working on the book that Abby and I are writing, and then just a whole bunch of work, and just a lot of work. The eldest. Do you have a lot of work? Just very, very minimum. Very minimum work. Super light. No stress. No. (laughs) Very stress. The eldest in my care just got hand, foot, and mouth. Which, for those of you who don't know, blessed be you, 
because it is terrible. It is like a highly contagious virus thing with kids and like high fevers and stuff like that. And it's mainly with kids like under the age of five. That's like the main like group, but anyone can really get it. And it's just like annoying. Like I, I'm it, in a, it can be painful. It's annoying. It's painful. And knock on wood everyone's been fine like including herself really just like a really high fever and like a sore throat almost that's it yeah Um, but I was like no and then I mean like I saw the Barbie movie that was I was enthralled by that loved it and I mean like it's been a very lovely summer so far very rainy here in New England like excessively rainy like the week after we left Vermont they had like horrible flooding And we've had, like, flood warnings where we live and, like, even, like, tornado warnings as well. I'm trying – I was trying to think of the difference between warning and watches. Yeah. I think it's just warning. And, yeah, I mean, besides that, I've had, like, a very non-spooky summer. Besides, like, Abby and I watching Yellow Jackets, Mm. I don't think I've really read or watched or listened to really anything spooky or scary so then, like August is here. I feel this is a nice way to like to melt our way into fall, and like the yeah. Halloween vibes, which are my kind of vibes. Because I mean, it's gonna be back in the eighties later this week, but it's been like we've been had like nice seventy weathers or in the or fifties in the morning. So it's been like a Lucky lighter you. weather. <laughs> so I'm like sweater weather. I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now because currently in our apartment it's sixty eight degrees. Yeah, I put mine down to sleep temp too just before we got on because yeah. we need this house cool at bedtime there's no way i can sleep in a hot house no absolutely not but yeah no that's pretty much it and i think abby did a really fun thing today because i head off of work today and um, did i did oh nice yeah i thought i told you no so she never part. calls me guys she never calls me did i not text you today no i did you did not i did and what'd you say about recording tonight in my defense i don't call or text anyone so okay it's not just her he calls <laughs> and texts my mom like all the time well because it's my mother and like if i don't I know think she's I'm like dead. mother she she is our our priest we she's the mother mary we, yeah our mother mary we talk <laughs> to her every day tell her things ask her questions oh yeah just be like on my way home from work. Love you. Had a great day. On my home from work. Terrible day. I'm alive somehow. And then she has she has in her phone in the notes section a list of questions to ask us or mm-hmm. things to tell us. And so before like if it gets quiet, she's like, "Let me see. Let I me know see." She what had I- in her notes app. Is that oh, yeah. what she keeps it? I thought she was like, was like yes. racking her brain. Oh my god. No. Abby and, I say, and then she calls us for like jokes. Oh my god. They Did are you, the corniest jokes the corniest that I love them. One made me cackle recently. It's what do you call a guy who doesn't fart in public? Oh. <laughs> you are this one? I forgot the answer. Okay. The answer is a private tutor. <laughs> That's what it is. That one killed me. I cackled. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, so Abby, what I was saying, Abby and I went. So Abby oh, worked only half day today. So Ferris went to daycare as normal. And when Abby came home, we did this card game where it's like, have you seen those things to like pick one or two things? Like pick 
I picked a card and it said dress casually and it said do this now do this oh. later so we ended up choosing I choose, chose the mall to go to which you know me wow like trauma memory with that but that was the card I chose and w- because I chose that card we had a game we played at the mall where we had to find six things as we were shopping but we couldn't see one another in the mall at all we had to split up <laughs> and if you saw each other you lost you lost <gasps> so it like so much fun not the mall was, part but the rest of it like it, yeah like, we've done it before in target before not like you don't see each other but like not that you lose but like find something that the, that's the person's favorite color for them find a piece of clothing so this one was f- something for the body something for the throat something for the home something for the closet Something for the dog and something for the heart. What so, is something for the throat? A drink, like a a drink. Oh, so it was like for the body like was the food, for the throat was drink, for the clo- for the closet was clothes, for the dog obviously the dog, for the home something for all of us to share, and something for the heart was like a nice little gift. Well, that's nice. I would have so much trouble. Megan, I burst into stress sweats. I texted Abby at one point and I was like, "Have you got anything?" She's, like, "I got three things." And I said, I've had three panic attacks, like flop <laughs> sweat in the middle of the mall. I had to go. I went into Hollister and American Eagle and all those stores that as a child, I was like, I'm not allowed in here. So it was very like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing that this. is so funny. Yeah. Ray would have definitely gotten like lozenges and a bag of pretzels <laughs> from you. I got a really cute Frida Kahlo t-shirt from Abby. Oh, and cute. a Lego sex. I love Legos. It's a haunted mansion Lego set. And the food and drink we ended up getting together because we ran into it at the very end. And so I said, because like she finished like 40 minutes before I was done, pretty much, or almost like our half, like maybe like 20 minutes before I was done, she finished. So I was like, you sit somewhere because <laughs> I'm not done. And then we got like Auntie Anne pretzels and Yummy. a Coke together. But we for the house, she we got a, a garlic peeler tube thing oh. and a, a, a silicone sponge, which is really cool. Oh, cool. I got her this sweatshirt from Hollister that says London on it. It's so cute. And I got these really cute bowls from Anthropology. And we had, <gasps> we, had a, we had a budget. It was on sale. Everything. I, I was like, sale, sale, sale. We had a budget. And it was great. They're like, they're like little dip bowls huge I'll show i you love those in a second but they're back there but i don't want to yeah 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 oh here you go i can reach haha oh they're adorable oh they're bigger than i thought they would be they're cute right they're adorable um, all the different colors green yellow white yeah, and I got and... abby this this is have the day you deserve oh my god that is so cute where'd you find that francesca's it's like a wine tumbler the right? happy little flower. Yeah, it's like a wine tumbler. Like, like, like a, and yeah, it's just like or a iced coffee, flower. whatever. Yeah, a little happy flower. That is adorable. And the whole entire store, I don't know if it was just our store up here, but like everything was 50% off in the store. What? Yeah. Wow, lucky you. Yeah, so. So, Dana, mm-hmm. are you ready to get scared? I am, Megan, I. I'm ready to turn up the goosebumps. Let's do it. I got my tea. 
let's get those goose flesh. Mm. Yeah. Ow. Let's raise that flesh. Sounds good. Not. Mm-mm. All right. I'm going to go first because I always do. <laughs> I'm the firstborn. I'm the first story. Age before beauty. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Let's get this party started. So, Dana, today I'm going to tell you the story of Bill Vale. Bill Vale. Bill Vale and his personal experience with the paranormal. Ooh, Bill, 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 Bill Vale, the something man. Didn't rhyme. <laughs> Didn't rhyme. Bill Vale, the. I don't know. I'm sorry. Let's cut that out. Oh, I won't. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, Bill Vale. And his personal tale of the paranormal. The paranormal. Nope. My God. Sorry. Go on. Okay. Bill Nail. Bill Nail. Jesus. Bill Vale, the scary tale. Bill. Bill. That's good. Sorry. That's, that's better. It. You're welcome. Bill I'm going to shut up now. Okay. Okay. So Bill seems to be like one of those people that thoroughly enjoys learning. And because of this innate curiosity, he's led to jobs like sonar supervisor for the u.s navy where he worked for 10 years a job for nasa as a robotics engineer as well as a pilot and was there for about 15 to 20 years a pilot for nasa or the pilot for like the air force nasa okay bill by all means seems like a smart hardworking, analytical minded person but in 2002, Ooh. Bill's life is turned upside down. That's that really year, recent. yeah, not that long ago. Only about it is a long time ago, actually. Is it? I realized yeah. that after the fact. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, that year, Bill makes a move to Texas to kind of just have a change of scenery and be close to his family. So he starts a new job. He's working for a treatment company, a water treatment company with his brother. So they're ba- they basically sell water treatment systems to residents in town. You know, like the water filters. I was like, like softening things. Things like that. Okay. On this particular day, they're getting ready to go home when their boss asks Bill if he's able to do one last job for the day. A woman calls in requesting a visit to her home that evening at 5 p.m. He decides he's up for the tasks. He's, he decides, off. he decides he's up for the task and accepts. His boss tells him to make sure he's not late for this appointment because this customer was adamant about them showing up on time. Oh. So Bill heads out and makes his way to the residence. And he's there right on time. When he pulls up to the house, he gets out of his van and makes his way up the pathway to the front door. As he's walking up to the door, he hears screaming coming from Mm. inside. This screaming is progressively getting louder and louder and just so happens to be coming from the home in which he's supposed to be heading into. Cool, cool, cool. Apparently... Nothing can deter Bill because he knocks on the door. And when nobody answers, he rings the doorbell. I don't know how persistent I would be about doing that. I think I would like call 
the cops or something. I'm trying to think. It's 2002, you said? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so not as early as Dana thought before, but still early enough where I'm pretty sure there were cell phones, obviously. I'm trying to think if it, like, it was one of those things that, like, your everyday Joe had a cell phone type thing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Pretty much everybody did because we had one. That was two years before I graduated. I was 12? No, I was 12 in 2002. Dana, I graduated in 2004. Well, that makes sense. You were 16 to then two, so I was 12. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But I, sh- I shared my phone with Abuela. You did? Do you know that? My first cell phone I shared with her. No, I do not remember that at all. Yeah. How did I not remember that at all? Like, wasn't I allowed, I wasn't allowed to, like, have it on me all the time. So, like, I use it when I go, like, to movies with friends and like that. Stop. Mm-hmm. I love her. So, I mean, so like, anyways- I... I had a shared cell phone, so I'm pretty sure Bill Vale and a scary tale w- had something to be like, if I heard screaming, I'd be like, hi, please come here. And then I'd probably knock to make sure that, like, you know, I could be of assistance until the cops showed up. I, I don't know. It depends upon the kind of screaming. I will say, back in the day, I was on a date with a guy, and we were at a park, and we heard screaming, and we did run towards it. Was it Peacock's? No, it was a girl. She had no okay. top on and she was in front of her house yelling at her dog to stop jumping on her. It was like a giant dog. But I don't know. It was something was off. But uh, but she was home and safe-ish. So there wasn't really anything for us to do. And the neighbor said, God, I'm getting really carried away. Okay, never mind. Okay. So, so you, you, the- you've run towards screams before. Yes. But that was past you. Say. So you don't know if if now you would do the same. It depends. Like I said, it depends on the type of scream. If it was a woman screaming, I would for sure run towards it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be more hesitant if, if it was a male. So anyways, Bill is not afraid, regardless of whatever type of scream it is. He goes, he knocks, he rings the bell. And finally, a woman opens the door. And this woman looks at him without any expression on her face. No. Nope. He said it was like she was looking through him. No. Nope. And during that brief time between her opening the door and closing it, he could see three young men kneeling face down with their chests on the couch in front of them with a woman standing over them yelling, get out of these people, leave these people now. Bill said, at that time, the weird factor got too high and I left. You left? He left. He calls his boss to let her know that, you know, he he's not going back there. He gave her the reason why he left. And he was like, do not send me back there. That woman that lives there is cuckoo cuckoo. So now Bill, his workday is over and he decides to go home. Mm. He's done. He's just relaxing now and watching some TV, just trying to probably decompress from that crazy situation and everything he saw. And he's sitting in his living room when from the corner of his eye, he sees something. Mm -mm. And you know how that is. Like, you think you see something and you look hoping you're wrong. And like part of your brain is like, relax, it's nothing. While the other half is like, no, bitch, you definitely saw something. Like, especially with my glasses, they're currently kind of like wonky askew because I got caught in something. So they're kind of like bent. So they sometimes I slip on my face a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. And so I get a glare out of the corner of my eyes from like the lens sometimes. And I'm like, no, just the glasses. But I'm like, one day I'm going to turn and it's not going to be the glasses. Right. And yeah. like at the house where I work, they have currently, because it was the youngest birthday recently. So they have cornhole things, the, the mm-hmm. little cornhole thing. I love the game, yeah. But they have it tucked away in a side room. So if I'm walking by down the long hallway, I can like see down to the lo- that that one room, mm-hmm. but all I see these the, the standing against the wall. So it looks like someone's standing there from the corner of my eye. Oh, always. that's good. And I hate. I'm like cornhole, <gasps> cornhole. Yeah, that is but, scary. Yeah. So, as I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't a cornhole thing for Bill, though, unfortunately. No, no. And when I, mean, I saw this scene in the show of him watching you know the tv and seeing something move Mm -hmm. from his peripheral Mm -hmm. it took me back to a few weeks ago when I was with you visiting you in Massachusetts and I was at the movies by myself (laughs) I decided to go to the movies by myself I love to go to to the movies by myself and I wanted to see a scary movie one that I know that my mom wasn't going to want to see and Dana and Abby they were working so I go to the movies it's like a quarter of the way through I would say and my baby bladder is like all right time to go pee so I get up go to the bathroom come back made it quick jump back in the seat and it's like one of those reclining chairs yeah so I'm laying back all cozy and then I see something from the corner of my eye and it's on I'm in like at the aisle seat and I see something on the steps in the row in front of me and And it doesn't help that you're watching a scary movie exactly so I'm like did I just see something Mm -hmm. so I look over and sure enough I saw a little mouse Mm -hmm. so that was a an experience didn't get to finish the movie but I eventually will and And also so it wasn't a mouse he saw and it wasn't cornhole he saw right so no mouse Bill did not get our experience no no and yeah so he Hold on one second, Dana. I lost my place. You're fine. All right. So back to Bill. He sees something. He gets up to investigate. He can't find anything, but still feels unsettled. He eventually lets it go and he heads to bed. He's finally fast asleep when he feels something run across the foot of his bed. He pops up immediately and... Is a mouse? There's, there's nothing. No. I'd rather it be a mouse at that point. I know. But he knows he felt something and it uh. couldn't have gone too far. His uh. bedroom is closed, so whatever is in the room is trapped mm-hmm. there. Trapped. He, he's trapped well, there. Oh, he's trapped there too, yeah. <laughs> and he meticulously searches his room. He would looks you search? Under- would I? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I would tear that place apart to try to find if eventually. Okay. If I see something from, you know, the corner of my eye, something running, and then I feel something on my bed, I would be certain that my house was infested with rats or something. Like, I, I know. Say, that. I was like, would I look? And I was like, yeah, because like, I like, it's like, if you see a roach or a spider, you oh, don't go in that room. I'm it sorry. has to be, it has to be removed from the premises. I know. See, the thing is with me is I don't like to kill anything. But, like, I won't even kill a roach. Somebody else has to do it. The roaches are the only thing that I am, like, they have to to go. 
<laughs> has to. Yeah. Because I can't, I wish I didn't have the fear of them. Like I have spiders in my home that are, that I've named. There's a spider in my bathroom and it's lived there for months. Its name is Beatrix. And then I have the spider in my living room and that's Aurora. And they're my friends. I will leave the bathroom at night because he comes out at night or she comes out at night. I think it's a she. I don't know. And I will blow my nose outside of the bathroom so I don't scare her because she doesn't like loud noises. Anyways, back to Bill. Oh, you are a strange little egg and I will cherish you. He sees something. He tries to investigate. He's looking. He looks under his bed, in his closet, inside of his shoes. I mean, I get that. And he's thinking at this point. At this point, he's thinking maybe it is a rat. But unfortunately, he cannot find a thing. So somehow, some way, he's able to fall back asleep. A few hours later, Bill is violently awoken to his bed shaking uncontrollably. His first thought is an earthquake. But after the bed stops shaking, he looks around and there's no evidence anywhere in the room of any kind of disturbance. So he tries to recreate the shake by moving <laughs> the bed himself. But his bed, his bed is so heavy that there's no way that he could even imitate what had just occurred. He, he's at a loss at this point, and there's no way that he's going back to sleep, which I totally understand. I could not sleep after all of that. Yeah. So he gets up, and he just can't stop thinking about it. He heads to his computer and is browsing, considering all possibilities. One thought is a sonic boom, since he lives so close to the army base. Another possibility he came up with was drilling in the area, causing some sort of earthquake-type activity. But nothing really felt right about either of those scenarios. He's continuing his browsing when his internet just goes dead. Cool. So he tries to troubleshoot troublesuit he tries to trouble his troublesuit (laughs) (laughs) but it's just not working so then he decides to give the technician a call to try to figure out what the issue is so he calls the technician and the technician is trying to walk him through it when all of a sudden he hears a gravelly deep voice coming through the speaker sickles no and this voice is not the technician He gets so freaked out that he just hangs up the call. (laughs) (laughs) And a few moments later, his phone rings. He picks it up, and it's the tech guy calling him back. Bill decides to point blank ask the guy if he heard what whatever was on the line. And the tech said he did hear the voice, too. No! I thought he was going to say, what voice? Nope, he heard it. So... Bill is like, that is so weird. Have you ever heard anything like that before? And the guy replied he had not, nor could he even explain what that was. Now, in during this time period of all of these things happening, Bill said that he there were multiple calls that he had with people where he would hear this voice and okay. another voice on occasion. Cool, man. And... One of them, he said, was like the first time he heard it, that one, mm-hmm. the one that I just told you about, was evil. He said it was pure evil. The other one didn't sound evil. And all of them seemed to be speaking in a, another language. And 
they were saying something like co- coherent, but obviously not to him because he didn't know what the heck the language was. Were they talking was- to him or like talking through him? Not through him, but like he was getting the the cross hairs. No, it was like it was something, but it was clear that it was speaking words of another language they just and the weird thing is is whenever he was on the phone with other people and like they both heard it they Mm -hmm. could hear it both hear it but they could never hear each other so if they were saying hey if it were me and you i'd be saying hey dana do you hear this what's going on and you'd be saying megan what the hell is that and we could i I wouldn't hear you i would just hear demon awesome love it thank you for that image yeah that forever so Bill doesn't know what's going on. The tech guy is like, yeah, dude, sorry, can't help you with that. And that's I do Wi-Fi, not Ouija. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bill has now had one weird thing after another occur in less than 24 hours. He finds himself in bed, but wide awake when he hears some sounds coming from under the bed. Hmm. maybe the mouse or the rat he thought from earlier right at this point i'd be like i'm getting a hotel goodbye right but before he can even investigate something grabs his leg Hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and assume bill didn't get any sleep that night that is that is a childhood trauma of like make sure your feet are not out of the blankets absolutely that is an adult (laughs) I still do that sometimes. Sometimes, like, I sleep with my leg. One leg is sometimes out of the cushions, hooked around the mattress. And not hooked around, but, like, hooked over the edge of the mattress. And I'm like... Oh, that's daring. And I'm like, don't don't, don't be too thinking. Don't think too much. And I do, (laughs) like, I'm, like, backing. Yeah, no. So, at a later date, Bill's at home. He's preparing some food. And he sits down in the living room, decides to watch some TV while he eats. He turns on the TV, starts to eat, when all of a sudden a bottle of water from across the room comes flying at him. And it wasn't like it just tipped over on a shelf and like kind of tumbled towards him. Yeah. It flew across the room as though someone had thrown it at him with all of their might. He doesn't even have time to react because as soon as that happened, the power goes out. No. Within seconds. So Bill gets up to go to the closet, trying to find a flashlight. And when he opens the closet door and begins to search, mm-hmm. he sees movement. In the cl- a box on the shelf above his head is rising up from where it was sitting. And it's just floating in the air. It's just getting higher and higher until eventually it slams back down onto the shelf with a quickness. I don't have time for this. He doesn't know what to make of any of this. So he calls his brother and he took a while to call his, his family. He didn't let any of his family know for a really long time. How long would you last? Oh, if this happened to me me in the middle of the night, mom would be getting a call Mm -hmm. and I would be asking her to please come over. I'm scared. And so is Ray. We're scared. (laughs) Come helpless. I'd call you. I'd be like, her mom, like, hi, you're not in the same state, but something's happening. Also, I don't know if you know that SpongeBob, like, meme that took him in the chair, like, okay, I'm gonna head out type thing, getting out of the chair. <laughs> that would be me the moment the thing flew across the room and the lights went out. I'd be like, no, 
Dana, would you yeah. come to help me if I was like, Dana, please, I need your help. There are definite demons in my home. Demons. Would you want me to fly down there? Yes. Mm. Well, you can help me from afar. I can help you from afar. How? Yeah. Would you come up here? Absolutely. If you said you needed me. If you, if you said you needed me and you said, I need you to come here, I would come here. Here? There, yeah. Okay. I I don't know if I go into your house. Like, <gasps> I'd be so... Af- okay, I would come into your house, but I would burn everything I was wearing afterwards. <laughs> Tina, I cannot believe you. I would come into your house. I would be very scared. I would sleep in between you and Abby. Oh, you think I'm sleeping in your house with you? We have nowhere else to go. We have the car. No, we don't have it. What? what we don't have the car? It's in the shop. I don't have any money to buy you a hotel overnight? Nope. Oh. <laughs> what kind of sick games is this? I'm like, I would buy you. I'd be like, okay, everyone, we're going to an Airbnb. You bring nothing from your house. I will buy you clothes. <laughs> I will go into foreclosure debt to get you clothes that are not in your house. My God. I wouldn't make you sleep in my haunted house. Okay. I would like sage it or ward it or do something else with like salt stuff or get like whatever religious guru person you need to get there. I beg you're coming. (laughs) I drag you. Priest. Got it. Father. Got it. Rabbi, got it. Guru, got it. Whatever. Witch, Wiccan, got it. All together, Thank hold it you. Hand. Go forth. I'll be back here with my salt ring. Thank you. So I yeah. appreciate it. You're I would welcome. come help you too. I would call you guys immediately. I'm not Bill. So yeah. So Bill waited some some time. Stupid. Hold on one second. Know. I'm so scared. I hope you know that. I heard. You should be scared because I thought I heard a kid outside. Shut the fuck up. I'm not kidding. Mm. Okay, I don't hear anything anymore. All right, so Bill calls his brother and he asks him to come over. So Bob is Bill's brother. Bob. Ah, Bob. What about Bob? Yep, yep. Not today, Bob. Bob is his brother. And when, sorry, I lost my train of thought. So Bob comes over, and when Bob is interviewed, actually, Bob says that he thinks that Bill was just dreaming all of this. Like, this was just all. He still thinks it's a dream? No, this is Bob. Bill's you think Bob, when... to this day, thinks it was a dream, or in that moment, he thought it was a dream? No, in that moment, in that moment, he thought that maybe, you know, Bill had just had a bad dream or something. But he so... believes him now. Do you want me to tell you? Okay, go, go go on. Go ahead. Go on. All right. So Bob is a good brother. <laughs> and Bill directs him to the closet where the box thing happens or happened. And he leads him inside. He turns off the light. You know, he shuts the door and he tells Bob, this is where it happened. This is like trying to walk him through exactly what happened. Bill is not in there with him. It's just Bob. So Bob described the room as being so dark he couldn't even see his hand in front of his face. He's reaching out with his hands to feel around. And as he's doing this, he feels something hit his leg. Oh, God, I thought he was going to grab his hand back. No, I know. And then something else hits him in the face. 
But apparently this doesn't scare him enough to run out screaming. Bob says his family is a calm family, one that doesn't jump to wild theories and definitely not ones that get scared easily. Oh, and this reminds family, me, right? That's our family. We're super calm. <laughs> so calm. It reminds me of Ray mm-hmm. and like how when we were having a garage sale, I don't know if I told this story on here before, so forgive me if I have, but Rachel and I were having a garage sale. And so we're outside, you know, doing our thing. And Ray comes out very calmly and he's like, Rachel, whatever you have on the stove, it's on fire. And then he goes back in, but just as calm as can be like, Hey, there's a fire in the kitchen. That's it. Like, that's exactly what this reminds me of. So, Meanwhile, there I was walking fair to the day, and a man pulled up on the on a car next to me and was like, "Ma'am, ma'am," and I said, "Hmm," <gasps> and I couldn't fully hear him because I had my a podcast going in my ear. So I took my little headphone out and I said, "Yeah," and he goes, "This is for you." What? And I said, "What?" And I walked closer to him. You like didn't, the idiot that I am. You didn't. I did. And he gave me like a religious track thing. Of course he did. Of course he did. And I said okay. Just like that. And I walked away and Abby was there because she came home from work at that time and I was like and I was walking up to him I was like he's going to pull me into this van. But I was like but I'm with Ferris thankfully. Who's was it loud. a van? It was like an SUV. Not small. Not a little car. And I was like I'm not small but I was like hmm yes sir oh cool thank you and i threw it away oh i said i'm gonna take this to my house good for you Mm -hmm. all right so back to bill and bob so he exits the closet and bill is like well what do you think and bob's just like eh you know it's just kind of messy maybe you need to clean your closet so bill is at a loss now he doesn't know what to do because he knows something strange is happening he doesn't know what it is and clearly bob isn't really bob's the worst much of a believer at this point bob's the worst mm-hmm. don't be a bob mm-hmm. but maybe maybe not so one day bill decides to confide in someone else he has an old friend and this friend is a sound engineer and his name is michael michael higdon they're on the phone just kind of I'm catching pr- up it wasn't ben Who's Ben? Bill, Ben, and Bob. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, who's Ben? Did I talk about Ben? Because I definitely don't remember him. <laughs> I thought I had early onset dementia yesterday. So I was oh, like, God. oh, here we go. It's beginning. Michael. Michael. Yep. They're on the phone, just kind of catching up. And Michael hears something unexpected. He hears a third voice. Mm-hmm. This voice is distorted and has like a threatening tone to it. Bill hears it too. And he recognizes it as the one he heard while on the phone with the technician. Michael said it sounded like a language you'd hear in Bible times. And he's quick to get out his audio equipment. He's able to record about a minute of the audio before the voice goes away. And it's just he and Bill again. He tells Bill he was able to get it recorded and starts to play back for both of them to hear. 
So he pushes play and he waits a little bit and he waits a little bit more and there's nothing there. Mm. Neither one could explain what happened. Now I was reading something else. I was, after I watched this, I read something else about that experience Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make very little sense, but I'm going to try to explain it to you. Are you going to be, are you going to teach me an audio recording? Yeah, but I didn't yeah. write this down. So this is just from my, my early onset memory. I was like, ah, yes. Early onset dementia recap. Let's go. So he was saying you couldn't hear anything, but like you could see if there was like a visual, like I guess maybe like spike, like visual. Like, a vi- the sound visual waves. Like- the sound waves. Yeah, you could see the sound waves moving where that had voice had been, but you couldn't hear it. So physical evidence of it, but not auditory evidence of it. Dana, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I edit our podcast. I see our audio spikes all the time. Oh, audio spikes. Is that what I called them? No, that's what I call them. Oh, they're cute. It's like, I think okay. it's sound waves. Sound waves. <laughs> that sounds a lot more scientific and, and just better. And then audio general. spikes? <laughs> squiggles? Audio squiggles. So he they don't hear anything and there's nothing that you know can prove what just happened so one day bill invites his brother and his brother's wife cindy over for dinner well at the house cindy has this feeling that bill doesn't want to be left alone in the house and they end up having like an amazing time a great dinner apparently bill's like a really good cook apparently steak is like his specialty i love and then they hang out by the TV and just kind of chat. Bill is sitting down in his usual spot when he sees a small figure run past the door framed to the adjoining room. Hmm. Bill shoots up and his brother Bob is like, what's going on? And Bill thinks this may actually be good timing and is like, you know what? Let's switch spots. Just sit where I was sitting, watch TV like normal and just wait. And so Bob does just that. And bam, he sees the same thing. A little figure scurrying by the doorframe. Now they're like, okay, Cindy, Papa Squat, you're next. And they tell her to do the same thing. What, is Papa Squat not good? I just laughed. I said, it's a leprechaun. Oh. (laughs) I thought maybe Papa Squat was like bad or something. I just said, I was like, like, you're an idiot, Dana. I said, it's a leprechaun. But also my face was my face. My face was saying, what? It is. Leprechaun? Yep. Oh. Hold it. You're lying, right? Yes, I'm lying. <laughs> but I don't know. The face I made was like a, a face of disgust. Was that the face? Because I was thinking, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would sit there if you or Ray asked me to sit there. I would. <laughs> it depends on like how far away this thing was. If it were something that was like close to my feet, I wouldn't sit there. I was like, where is it running? Is it running towards me or away like across Dana, the way? Dana, 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 something is scratching at my window. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Dana, Dana, Dana. This is not what I need in my life. Don't look. Heck no. I thought you were trying to look. Well, I'm just be quiet though. Yeah. I'm going to hit my window. Don't hit it. Go ahead. Sorry, the crack. I can't. I can't. It's cracked. 
No, no, no. I didn't want to crack the blinds. Oh, so whatever. Okay. I, thought you, said, I thought you said it's cracked. And I said, Jesus, <laughs> no. No, I would be running it. It's probably just a bug, you know, hitting the window, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tap, tap, tap. Mm-hmm. So now I don't know where I am. Oh, the wife. Was oh, Papa Squatch. Not me. She was popping a squatch like the leprechaun. That's right. And so she does. She sits there. I wouldn't sit. Okay. So I wouldn't sit close to it if it were far enough away. I would. Would you? Okay, so all I've heard so far, it's a little figure. Mm-hmm. I need more about it. Not from you. I would need more description. Is it a creature? Like a human little thing? Or is it like I'll start. Crawling? You're going to get one in just a moment. And okay. very, very soon. Because I'm so, like, that, that, that's how I need to know. Okay. So she does. She sits there and she sees something too. So now the three of them are looking all over the house for this thing. And they described it as a very fast 18 to 24 inch creature with human-like arms and legs and a hunched back. Oh, it can have my house. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to live there anymore. <laughs> now everyone... I'm about to under- burst into tears. Now everyone understands Bill's concern. There was indeed something unexplainable going on so bob kindly suggests to his brother to come stay with him and although the invite must have been very tempting he declined he felt as though if he left then it would follow it, it, no he felt like him leaving would be like a sign of weakness to whatever it was in his home so he stays there i'm weak and he has I'm another, very like... weak. <laughs> I'm, I'm the weakest thing in the. I am the weakest link. I'm like he can have it. I don't need anything anymore. Bill is very daring. So he he stays they're there. Very calm. These they're very calm. Very calm. I, I do not calm. have an ounce of that in my body. No. I think people look at me and think I'm very calm. And they're very wrong because I'm not. My boss the other day, Abby got a flat tire and I was still working and I was trying to figure out what to do. And she told she told Abby yesterday, she was like, Dana's sitting there like Dana. She's frazzled about something, but not saying anything. <laughs> that is so funny. And that's me. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Well, I'm, I think I'm actually a lot calmer than, I don't know, Dana. I don't know. Than some people, but you're not calmer than Bill. I'm not calmer than Bill. Bill is almost comatose calm. Stop. Like, I think something's wrong with him, minus the little creature. He's like, no, I don't think there is. I think he's like Ray in that they're very logical. You know what I mean? Like, so logical that even something. So logical that that a demon's like, "Mm, I can't leave. You'll win. Well, I think that he's the type that you see a problem and he thinks, okay, figure out what this thing is. Next step is to try to figure out how to get rid of it. Like, he doesn't just jump into like, oh my God, and run out of the house screaming, you know? I don't think I'd run out of the house screaming, but I'd definitely be like, if you said come stay with me, like, absolutely, I'm coming to stay with you. (laughs) Right. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think I'd go screaming. I'd be like, 
we're done yeah have your memories because we're done (laughs) yeah but he decides to stay and he stays up really late because he cannot sleep after this you know and so what does he do so he does some researching he eventually is warming up to the idea of things of whatever this is this presence being something paranormal so he comes across a local paranormal investigator and decides to hell with it let's give it this a go paranormal investigator brian hall and his team come over to bill's house with the intention of trying to debunk the claims of whatever it was going on in Bill's house as being paranormal. They went in with the mindset of finding a more logical explanation. This was something that really appealed to Bill because of the kind of like grounded individual that he was already, like I was saying before. Mm -hmm. Um, And they interviewed Bill and they did their little snooping inside of the house and outside of the home looking for something that would explain what was happening finally they pulled out their equipment and placed the items in bill's bedroom to see if they'd be able to catch any sort of activity they used something called laser grids which they described as a device that emits laser beams all over the the entirety of the room yeah any movement in the room would break the beams exactly allowing you to see the the green dots move along with the shape of whatever is moving amongst them. I love that. I feel like such a great thing. The investigators exited the bedroom and waited for about an hour. And since there was no activity, they decided to take the next step, an EVP, which is electronic voice phenomena session. And one member of the team went into the bedroom and began the session. Mm. It started the session with a series of questions and there were no response to those questions he then sits down on the bed and begins to see movement followed by the laser moving he's shocked and alarmed and jumps up leaving the room to let everybody outside of the bedroom know they immediately grab the cameras and of course the cameras you know that were in the room there they're all dead except one So they play it back, and what they see, no one could explain. They showed the actual footage of his dark room with the little green dots all over, and you could see the laser beams. And in the center of the video screen, and right in front of the laser, you see a sort of mist that kind of reminds me of the mist that, like, comes out of the fans at the theme parks when it's really hot outside. Mm -hmm. It's like that, but you see it it kind of gradually turns kind of like turning into a vortex sort of round if that makes sense it's like a round mist an orb like an orb like a mist orb yeah okay but you can tell that it's mist you know yeah also listening back to the audio you can hear a deep voice saying put it back he's coming followed by the clanging sound of the laser beam being moved. Put it back, he's coming? hmm And even after all of this, Bill decides he's going to stay in the home. God damn it. He says because he didn't want this to become another family's problem, which is very nice. That's like, he doesn't really sell nice. the home. Yeah. I know. 
After a meeting one evening, Bill's laying in bed trying to nap when he notices indentations forming on his mattress as though someone or something was applying pressure right next to him. When something hits his house incredibly hard, so loud, he knows that it had to have left a mark of some sort. So he rushes outside to go check the side of his house. He points the flashlight to the side of the house, nothing. He points it to the roof and nothing. He goes back inside of the house and now he's hearing crashing sounds in his dining room. And he has like these this expensive China, China set. Mm-hmm. So at this point, he's sure that that's what's crashing down, breaking. And no, nothing, nothing has fallen. Nothing has broken. He continues to hear crashing sounds kind of like moving throughout the house. And the sound of things breaking throughout the whole home. And every time he goes to investigate it, the sound moves and nothing is broken. Moments later, his car alarm starts going off followed by banging this time it's coming from his bedroom so bill runs to his room and the banging gets louder and louder until the whole house goes dead silent i don't like banging but now it's completely silent i don't like banging it just cuts off Well, don't worry. It's no longer quiet because he hears a sound coming from under the bed. And so he bends down to peek under the bed. And when he gets back up, because he doesn't see anything, something is at the foot of his bed, a black figure standing six feet tall. The figure seems to be wearing a hat resembling a fedora and a long coat. But no... Yeah, but no features could be distinguished as the figure was devoid of any light reflection. Now Bill is terrified. He's certain that this night he is going to die. But just as quickly as it began, Tati, you're laughing. <laughs> I was like, I would think I would die the first night something grabbed my leg, but cool. That's fine. Right? But just as quickly as it began, it ends. But it wouldn't be the last time the figure would terrorize him. Another night while he slept, the same figure pulled off his sheets when he sat up to pull them back he saw the figure moving past him and then through his headboard I thought you were gonna say through his head and i said no <gasps> oh that would really scare me you're, you're welcome bill has an epiphany of sorts realizing the large figure must be the leader or like the head of the smaller entities he'd been seeing throughout the house and the dark figures were something like minions, you know, like his little yeah. time he comes to the realization. The day he witnessed the woman speaking over those people in that home, he was walking in on an exorcism. He believes that the woman knowingly planned the appointment, oh. perfectly timing it. So he arrived at the exact time she would be expelling whatever entity plagued those people. And then they attach themselves to Bill. What a terrible lady. I know. Bill went on to have two exorcisms performed on his home, but to no avail. When interviewed, Bill said, There is so much to this story that has not and will not be told. Many more things happened. Evil things that even caused my hospitalization. 
The reason that I came out of my shell to tell this story is to warn people that evil does exist. It is a real and present danger. So please do not ignore the signs if there are if they are presented to you. Get help if you see them. Do not ignore them or explain them away because if they are real, they will not just go away. The end. What happened? Does he still live in the house? Now, I did research earlier mm-hmm. in the, and I read something saying that they did he I think he eventually got married and moved. Yeah. I hope I'm not lying to you, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Well, I hope so he's happy, I think and I hope that house is happy in its demolished. own way. I was like, happy in its own way. Right. Yeah. So, Dana, what do you think? I hated it. I hated it so much. I was like, we're going to ease in so nicely, and you said, no, we're diving in with demons. I said, awesome. Honestly, <laughs> when I went into it, I didn't think they were demons. I'll tell you how I got the story, because I was researching- what the fuck, Abigail? Sorry, I just opened the door so- <laughs> go abby don't blame me because you're scared i'm so scared don't blame me <laughs> i was so scared i'm still so scared no megan i hated it i i honestly was gonna do fairies <laughs> and then because I, I found a, was a couple of stories about fairies and i was like those are creatures that i particularly just don't think they exist so yeah. yeah, I was doing research on fairies and then I was like, oh, I remember watching an episode a while ago on Paranormal Witness of this guy that had like little creatures in his house. I wonder if they were fairies. So no. then I rewatched it and it was not fairies. Nope. But then I figured, oh, we'll, we'll do Bill Dale's story. So that was Bill Dale. Bill, his- Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill Dale the... Bill Dale and a scary tale. That's right. All right, Dana, what do you have for us? Give me a second. I'm just going to chew this real quick, and then I'll tell you. Okay. Take your time. What's no. the flavor? Double chocolate chip. Mm. Can I mute this? Because I maybe might mute it and eat some crackers while you tell your story. But you can't, you can't respond to me. Oh, that's right. Take it. I know. I want to know what your story is. It's a good one. Ooh. Okay. Abby is not my, my topic either yet. Ooh. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Okay. So I know at the beginning of this episode, we were talking about all that we were doing and like traveling and stuff like that. And I'm actually traveling again later this year for a long weekend in Michigan to visit Abigail's family. So. We were talking about the podcast and we were talking about the plans for the trip and Abigail actually had a suggestion for me, which was great because like I said, I was like, I'm going to plan ahead. I'm all the research. And that, as we know, that's a lie. I was, my ADHD procrastination was peaked this break, but that's okay because Abby was talking and about this one location and I was like, that's it. That's my topic. But then- I couldn't fully get a grasp on the subject because it was like really mired in a way that I couldn't quite navigate. It was like really heavy history that I was like, how much history would I have to give to give it a proper story 
but it's like really heavy history. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this properly with the respect, the place and the people. But I was like, it's okay. I'm still going to stay in state in Michigan. So Megan, come with me to Michigan. It's a mitten shaped state, home of Motown Motors and some very scary encounters in a place known as Mackinac Island. I know nothing about this. Now, okay. I don't know if you've heard about Mackinac Island before. It's actually on my travel bucket list because it's like so beautiful and quaint. It's like it's an island like in between the peninsula, the the, the mitten area, and it's completely car free. Oh wow! Like you take a ferry over to the island and you like bike and walk around because the only cars that are allowed there are like the handful yeah. of like emergency vehicles type thing, you know. But you can walk around, encounter some haunts like Harvey. But before we get too into it, let me give you the history of Mackinac Island. One second. It's very unimportant. That's not where Mackinac Island is. Where is it? Mackinac Island connects the UP and the LP. That's what I said. Upper and lower peninsula. Here. Oh, I was saying trying to say upper. It's up here by like the middle finger. Okay. I was trying to say the upper and lower. I knew it was like in between two places, but I was like, maybe it's there. Okay. Well, Abby said it's between the UP and the LP. What's the UP and the LP? So Michigan is shaped like this. Right. The upper peninsula and the lower oh, peninsula. Like that's thing UP. Like that. Yeah. And Wait, this is LP? Hang on. Let me help out. I'm from there. Excuse me. This, this is Michigan. That's what I did. This is the bottom of Michigan, the LP. This okay. is the top of Michigan, the, the UP. There are two peninsulas that are connected by Mackinac Island in the middle between the thumb and the middle. Oh, so oh, okay yeah there you go thank you will, will it will this stay in the story who knows anyway so it's spelled like mackinac island <clears throat> but it's pronounced mackinac and it resides in lake huron and it's a little over four miles in size so it's a small island oh it's teeny yeah the name comes from the indigenous tribe that resided there at one point before the colonizers came over the name of the island in the Odawa is Michela Mackinac and Michimackinac or Mackinac in the Ojibwe 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 Yeah, I think it's like yeah, so okay, so it's the name of the island in Odawa is Michilimackinac and Michimackinac in the Ojibwe, meaning great turtle. Kind of like for like a little green island, the great turtle. Mm-hmm. Based on archaeological studies and digs, there's evidence that the native and indigenous tribes lived there for over 700 years pre the colonization of the Europeans. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, it was known as a sacred ground, and it and according to some reports, it was a gathering place for nearby local tribes to make offerings, and they bury their chiefs. So it was known as like the Great Spirit to some tribes. So it was very revered to those tribes, and like you you know you can sense the reverence for it if they buried their chieftains there, right. But it is said that despite the great spirit 
and the importance to so many local tribes, by the time the Europeans came over in the 17th century, the island was deserted. Post the 17th century colonization, it was actually an important trading stop in the fur route trade and then later the fishing trade. And so it kind of like was a good spot during both the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. So you already have all of that in the soil. (laughs) And in the 19th century, it became a summer resort town. And the entire island is actually an historical landmark. Ooh. And like I said earlier, besides emergency and city vehicles, there are no cars allowed on the island. So it has an on-season and an off-season. And according to the 2020 census, the island is home to year-round, guess how many people? 350. So close. Some similar numbers in there. 583. Oh, wow. But from May to October, they have tens of thousands of visitors. And I can see why, because it's gorgeous. The town ordinance has everyone maintaining a sort of Victorian style with the building and the landscaping. But like all the pretty places, can definitely hold some dark secrets in history. So, like I said with the land, there are rituals offerings burials then wars not to mention suicides and other deaths on the island so it's like a checklist for how having to make a place haunted so let's get into some of the more famous supernatural events and entities on the island i'm so interested four miles and megan there are so many things no there's this one place that is stunning. And it, I was so tickled when I was reaching, researching this episode because this place I've seen before. It's called the Grand Hotel. It was opened. That is not wrong. That is not right, I don't think. That is the wrong day. This is 1997, and that is not right. <laughs> I know that for a fact. And it's the filming location of a movie called Somewhere in Time. It's a movie I saw years ago with Christopher Reeves, the guy who played Superman. Yeah. And the girl from Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Oh, my God. Okay. Angel. The angel lady? No. Yes. Is she an angel? She's an angel lady in another show, isn't she? I don't don't think she's been touched by an angel. She is the main character in Touched by an Angel. I don't think she is. I think you're so wrong. I'll find out. Let's take a break real quick. Yep. Okay, I'm very wrong. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Am I? No, you're wrong. Oh, I'm very wrong. What's her name? Hold on. Whose name? Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Beth Sullivan? No. Jane Seymour. That's right. So Jane Seymour in this movie. And it's like, it came out in 1980. And it's like this time travely, weird, romantic, sappy movie. And it's so interesting that it was filmed here. Because not only is this hotel like truly grand, it's also truly haunted. 
Let me tell you why it's haunted, Megan. Because this is the most asinine thing ever. Okay? The lore goes that back during the initial constructions, when the workers were digging for the foundation, they discovered human skeletons buried underneath the ground. But alas, they must have been super chill like Bill because it didn't deter them. In fact, it's rumored that they found so many bones and didn't know what exactly what to do with them. So they did what any individual would do at the beginning of any horror movie. They, they stopped collecting the bones. And just no. built right on top of it. Oh my God. So, you know, all good things, all good things. And as a result, one of the things that came about, you know, my good old favorite, an entity with red eyes. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. So it said that there were two maintenance men who were doing their job, checking the stage in the theater. Because it's a big it's a big hotel. So there's a theater on the grounds. The guys were checking the, st- the theater and, like, maintenancing. When one of them was hit <laughs> with an overwhelming sense of, like, dread and fear, as though something evil was watching and coming towards them. So he turns and he looks and he sees a black shadowy mass that was hovering nearby, watching them with red eyes. And when the figure noticed that the man was looking at it, it rushed towards him, knocking him over and opened out. The story goes that when he came to in the hospital days later, he swore he would never return to the hotel based on what he saw. Wow. And there's also a lady and a gentleman who haunt the place. They roam about. The man is in a top hat, and he's often seen near and playing the piano in the second floor bar. And the only thing that lingers after him is the smell of the cigar. But worse, I feel, is the lady who is seen in Victorian-era clothing, and she walks around the employee's quarters. And apparently... Like us, she must get a little chilly at night. Or that's what I tell myself because she's rumored to crawl into bed with people and curl up to them. No, thank you, Dana. Go somewhere else, please. I said, and I mean, there's only so much that I can deal with. Like, I don't spoon anyone, let alone a Victorian ghost. (laughs) Why are they always Victorian, you know? Yeah. Unless, like, unless, unless she's really cold to the touch, and maybe I'd be okay with it, because I get hot when I sleep. <laughs> I would not be okay with that. So it's like, maybe it's a little, like, you know, <coughs> my own little thing. So, you know, Megan, you, you choose. Would you rather have red eyes or the bed buddy? You can't choose Piano Man, because it's too easy. Red eyes. Yes, I don't want anybody in the bed with me that I do not know. Mm. No. And a caveat to this location is apparently they really don't like people talking about the supernatural aspects of the hotel. Really? Yeah. They don't allow any paranormal investigation to happen there. And apparently there were people that when I was researching this that said they worked with ghost tours on the island. And they were told not, not to talk about this location. The hotel? 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I was like, that is such an interesting thing. Like, how much? Because, like, you're, like, a resort, like, a fancy hotel. And you're, like, we don't want right craft, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, there's also a small area. So, that is a grand hotel. So, there's, I think this is four miles of things. And I have four haunts for you. Okay. So, the grand hotel is done. And now we're going to a lovely little hole in the wall, hole in the ground. It's known as the drowning pool. Oh, sounds nice. Now, Megan, you know, have a guess. You only get three. Why is it named the drowning pool? Well, I don't know, Dana. <laughs> drowning? Yeah. You know, they weren't drowning in joy here. It was apparently the location during the island's own witch trials <gasps> where, you know, they put it to the test. And I don't know if you know this, like, old test. Basically, like, the drowning test. So... A lot of the times during the witch, the witch trials, which I might maybe cover, but I don't know how scary that is or like his like aspect like that. It's um, not really scary. It's more sad. It's sad, but there are some places like in Salem that are like haunted because of it. Yeah, so I might. Have oh, I to, see. Might like yeah. I don't want to like be like here's the sad thing: the people being stupid during history. But basically, in the drowning pool in Mackinac Island, it's like this. It's like a natural pool type thing, you know, like a lake I'm, I'm visualizing a well so it's not a well it's not a well it's like a swimming hole that's what i think okay. it's like a swimming hole it's called the drowning pool and back in the day people thought that witches couldn't swim or they couldn't sink yeah so the test was you put a witch in the water and like put her under and if she drowns she's innocent if she floats, she's a witch, and then you kill her anyway. So either way, she dies. So they would do that in a few different ways here. There was, like, a seesaw manner where they put the accused on a seat on the end of a pole, and they dunked it underwater. Like I do not like this. So basically, basically, they did different ways. I know. Um, do we have to hear how they did nope, it? Nope. I, don't want I, will, I will also say they killed innocent people there to witch trial them. Okay. But... So, the pool is small, but it's really deep. At least 20 feet deep. Dana, I'm scared. <laughs> and there are I don't days... want anybody to grab my toes and pull me under. There are days... Please no. Please when no. Even when the water is still, there are dark masses and apparitions moving around under the water with no ripple or wakes in its trail. I won't go swimming there. According to a local historian and paranormal researcher named Todd Clements, he believes that the accused still haunt the drowning pool, making it one of the most scariest and most dangerous places on the island. He says, quote, we've seen shadows come out of the water and make no noise or ripples. We've heard huge splashes that were too big to be fish and no one is around. Oh, my God. Did it's like the witch's version... What? Of Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's literally I have in my notes. It's like Me the too. witch's version of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And like when I swim in a pool, like a fully cemented chlorine lights on pool, I'm always afraid of closing my eyes under the water, especially at night. So you put wow. me in a body of water in nature and all I can think about is sharks, snakes, or gators. I don't have any room in my anxious mind to add angry witches or demons to it. No, thank you. So I will look but not touch the drowning pool. 
Dana, what would you do if I was sitting there on the edge of the pool putting my feet in and you saw a hand come and grab and pull me in and you knew there were no people there? Pull my foot in, like, and pull me. I would grab you. Okay, good. I wouldn't, I'd pull you back out. Thank you. Pull Um, me out. I'm going to have nightmares I'd grab you with, what? I'm going to have nightmares tonight about this. This is scary. (laughs) So that's the drowning pool. And then there's Fort Mackinac, which is another place that I think I told you at the beginning. I think it was started to build during the revolution. No, during the Revolutionary War, I think. The British actually built it at first. But then they then the Americans got it. But so it's Fort Mackinac, very old fort. And it's another place doesn't really allow like paranormal research to go like, investigations to happen there. But mm-hmm. it still has a lot of very many encounters like obviously there's the history with the war and soldiers who fought and died there but there's a lot of other people like civilians who who reported to die on the site and still linger on the site since then including some 13 children Ooh, mm-hmm. yikes yeah so for Mackinac- those children are very scary oh yeah those are the worst Fort Mackinac was completed in 1796, and like I said in my little history lesson, it was for all those things that happened, and it has about six hot spots in the fort. Okay. There's first the guardhouse that serves as a jail, and in that little guardhouse, you have really, really cold spots, and in pictures sometimes, you'll see orbs around. And even on, like, blistering hot days, there'll be sudden drops in temperature there. Ooh. And then there's the hospital, which, you know, they say when you're in there, you can feel the energy of sadness and sickness around oh. you. And there's disembodied limbs appearing. Uh-uh. And, and some have you reported that figures appear in the photos they take that were not apparent when the picture was taken. Ooh. And there's the cry and of there's a cry of sick children that echo the halls where people think their spirits still linger among the private rooms that they once lived and died in in the apartment quarters. So they were that like would, what? That would it, really scare me. Yeah, cuz they, they they died of like diseases that are curable now like tuberculosis and like typhoid type stuff but back yeah. in the day there obviously wasn't and if the crying of sick children isn't enough to turn your blood cold the motion detectors are often tripped in the area after hours Ooh. and i would not want to be a security guard who had to go check to make sure it wasn't like anything living trying to like break in yeah i saw this video today of this woman poor thing her son passed away and she had a ring camera i guess like around her house a couple of them yeah and you know how like you were saying they can be tripped mm-hmm. and whatever and so if i guess with this particular camera maybe it's not ring i don't know what it is it's then, a camera like, a camera, like that, that gets motion it gets it well you could you could see whatever was on the porch or whatever you yeah. can see that area but it says like i guess it recognizes the people from the home so it'll say like you know dana or jesse or whatever okay, yeah. 
And so her son had passed away. I don't know when he passed away, but he passed away. And this one particular day, the cameras kept detecting movement in certain areas. And it said his name. Mm. Like it was him. No. I mean, I think it gave me some peace. Depends on like what it was doing. Well, if but... it said like dad or something, I think. Dana, you just got scared. <laughs> I got so scared. So I would be scared of that, but go ahead. Tell me more about um, this. So like, but don't worry because, you know, I, I'm in my 600 square foot apartment. And if I had to investigate something that went bump in the night in another room and I was home alone, I'd be on the phone with like you or someone or somebody like, hey, we're going we're gonna to check it out together. Let's go. <laughs> but then don't worry though. Don't worry. There are lights on in the building. You know, the ones that the ghost apparently put on. No. To make sure, to make sure you feel better. As they trip the motion sensors, you know, and rearrange the furniture around. No. Yeah. Some say that it's the mother of the children pacing fitfully as she worries over the soon-to-be death of them. But she can also be seen weeping at their gravesite in the cemetery that's on the grounds as well. Wow. So, don't worry. They have toys to play with in the quarters of Officer Stone. Every night when the when the fort closes up, they put all the toys back on the shelf. And then every morning, they're out and about. <gasps> dropped and forgot, like little gingerbread crumbs of forgetful Aww, children. Oh, that's kind of nice. They play with them. And if that's... you're near, they play with the toys. Nice. And if you're near the North Sally Port entrance, gate and wall, it said that on foggy mornings, you can hear a piper or fife playing. What's a fife? It's like a little pipe thing. Old like. Oh, okay. You're welcome. And sometimes you can see a uniformed figure pacing up and down the walkway. Oh. And finally, there is the rifle range trail where it is thought that the execution of James Brown, who was the only known hanging on the island for shooting a corporal. And many think that the, the makeshift gallows where he like lingered, like or he was about to, where he got hung, was near the trail. People visiting the area say they hear footsteps behind them on the trail. Ooh, a feeling of being watched, and occasionally, someone stepping on the back of their shoes. Uh, I said, no, 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 thank you. Please don't do that. I do there, not want to trip. Right? There are soldiers that appear, and people think that it's the spirit of James trying in vain to convince anyone that will listen that he did not mean to murder the man. You don't have to convince me. You also don't have to trip me. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And now we start where we began. I mentioned a man called Harvey. And the place where Harvey hangs out is a place called the Mission Point Resort. Now, this is the newest building on my list of places. It was built in 1950s. And it was built as a world conference center for a group known as the Moral Realignment, which sounded the, which sounded the perfect AI generated name for a cult, if I heard one. And this group was indeed very cult like religious vibes that aimed to quote mold the world's morals to their own liking. Oh no, I said, oh thank you. It's since like changed hands multiple times until. Are you sure this is in Florida? <laughs> Surprise! It's actually a time travel thing. DeSantis went back in time and he said, "This is what we're gonna do." But don't worry, it failed then too. 
It since changed hands multiple times until it became the resort. The story of Harvey goes that post-cult and pre-resort, the building was leased to the Mackinac College, and Harvey was a student there, and he suffered a broken heart and went to the bluffs behind the buildings and ended his life via suicide, with his body not being found until six months later. Ooh. Clemens, the guy who I mentioned before, the historian and paranormal researcher, he and several others have looked at the files and things like that. And they say while it was ruled suicide back in the day, there's a theory that he was indeed killed on the property by someone else. And that's why he still lingers there. Mm. Now, Harvey is known as like a, you know, a silly ghost, but I don't want Harvey anywhere near me (laughs) because Harvey is said to pinch and poke women in the dark. What? Which I don't know if that flew back in the 60s, but no. (laughs) No. (laughs) He's also said to be be like a Victorian lady. He gets into bed with people. But unlike Victorian lady over there, he doesn't just like to cuddle. He likes to jump on the bed as well. No. I said, if you pinch me. He sounds so if... annoying. I was like, Harvey, no. That is the most frustrating ghost ever. It's like, I'd rather oh, yeah. have the cold ghost sleeping with me than you pinching Same. and poking and jumping. Like, let me sleep, Harvey. For love of all things good and holy. Not again. Sleep. Yeah. So, according to an article I saw, quote, there are numerous other spirits that are said to inhabit the resort, from ghosts of a young girl heard calling to her parents, to Native Americans wandering the property, to a woman heard singing old-timey music near the theater. Wow. That Harvey is the one that's known as Harvey. I want to hear the woman singing by the theater. It's me. She's singing... Come on, my baba. Come on, my baba. Come on, my ragtime cat. Or she's like, the hills are alive with the sound of Harvey. There you go. So there you have it. Four miles and four haunts on one little picturesque island. Because like I said, behind the white picket fences lie some of the darkest secrets. And despite the creepiness, it is still on my bucket list. I love it, Dana. I actually never have heard of that. Oh, it's so cute. I love sending videos of it. It's like, it's like, it looks like a time capsule almost. And like, you go on the ferry and you go ride bikes around. They have like ice cream stores. It looks like such a like, it is like when you you think of like resort place, like like it's a resort island. It's like the summer island. Yeah. I briefly looked it up while we were talking and I'm looking at it now. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of like what you just said. It's so beautiful and so quaint. Beautiful. Yes, that's a word, quaint. But also, it sounds like all the stories. I'm like, this sounds like the beginning of like some horror movie thing or something akin to like Harper's Island, one by one from yeah. a summer island. But I don't know. It's still lovely and I still want to go. And I think it's like farther away from where I'm going to be when I'm visiting Michigan. But Mm -hmm. I'll let you know if I take the ferry over and I'll let you know if I see Harvey. Hope he doesn't pinch you. Oh, God, if he pinches me, I'll be so sad. 
but you know what would make me happy is people like these lovely listeners following us or talking to us. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter or I don't know. Is it X now? I don't understand. What is X? I don't know anything about this. Oh, have this. you not heard that like Elon Musk said to like change Twitter to just be X now? No, I don't. I don't follow anything in life. Yeah, well, neither follow do I. My- you can follow us. Beat my own drum. Either way, you can find us there at Scary Sisters Pod. And you can email us questions, concerns, comments, or your own scary stories to our email, scarysisterspod at gmail.com. And boy, does it feel good to say this. We will see you here again next week. And until then, stay safe and stay spooky. Love you. Bye. Bye. We did it. We We did did it. it. That was so fun. Dana, I love that tone. Right? Isn't it great? Yeah, those were such good stories. I liked it. Those are like the kind of stories that you could really listen to by like a campfire. Yeah. I like that. Terrifying. I hated it. I know. Ugh. Okay, go Mimi. Okay. Okay, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Bye. Thank you for being yeah. my friend. Thank you for being a friend.